Good afternoon. It is Thursday, November 19th. This is Intrinsic Value Wealth Report Radio. So as we always do, we start out with our lead article. Um, by the way, before I say that, um, uh, we've been talking the last couple of weeks, who is our next uh, new president? And the answer is, we don't know. It's still up in the air. Nothing's been certified yet. So we shall see. Um, in any event, uh, let's start with our lead article who I've written actually, presuming, uh, though certainly not, not certain, but presuming that the next president is going to be Mr. Biden. Uh, I wrote a letter to him and it goes like this. Um, I read, uh, so I'm going to kind of, kind of read and kind of paraphrase from my letter to Mr. Biden. Um, and this is in the commentary for November uh, 17th uh, in the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report uh, newsletter. So, uh, Mr. Biden, I read in today's Wall Street Journal that Securities and Exchange Commissioner uh, uh, Chairman Jay Clayton is leaving his post at the end of the year, and that this opens the door for Democrats to take a more aggressive approach um, to uh, regulating Wall Street. During Mr. Clayton's term as SEC Chairman, the SEC agency implemented rules that made it easier for companies to raise capital in both the public and private markets. In 2020, more than 350 companies have listed on U.S. public markets so far. If this track continues, it will be the most listings we've had since the year 2000. The agency also made it easier for more investors to participate in private securities transactions. And why not? Investors should be able to decide for themselves whether they want to make these kinds of investments. There can be more risk in these types of investments over other investments, but there can also be significantly greater rewards. It should be up to investors to decide for themselves how they want to invest in these types of investments. Economic prosperity is dependent upon capital formation, and economic prosperity benefits us all. Many of the rules enacted by the SEC in the last four years, along with a policy orientation that makes it easier for companies to raise capital, and a policy orientation that has provided a more favorable business climate, um, has led to greater economic prosperity before, had, sorry, had led to greater economic prosperity prosperity before the pandemic. Um, and as an example of that, the United States actually rose in the Heritage Foundation's um, index of uh, economic freedom. It will be imperative to maintain a favorable business climate and to continue, continue policies to promote capital formation in order for the U.S. economy to recover from the pandemic. I'm exploring this and other topics in my forthcoming book, a little shameless plug there, um, uh, my uh, forthcoming book called Intrinsonomics which is slated for completion in January of 2021. Well, I've got some writing to do between now and then. So I finished my letter, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to Mr. Biden by saying, so Mr. Biden, if it ain't broke, please don't fix it. And that's actually the title of the article as well. And I cite a couple of references in the, um, uh, in the article in the commentary. So we'll see, uh, that's my letter to Mr. Biden and uh, the uh, upcoming administration, presuming it is him, uh, although again, we haven't certified the election yet, and we shall see. So um, <clears throat> just you know, recapping uh, uh, briefly, where does the economy stand? As I've said the last uh, several weeks, actually as I've had since, said since pretty much you know, March and April when the pandemic uh, really took this economy down, the economy's in bad shape and it's, it's actually getting worse. Uh, um, you know, it, it, it got, it was really bad in the second quarter, kind of came up a little bit in the third quarter of this year. Um, but we're far from being out of the woods and uh, there's some 
very significant long-term damage that's been done to the economy, uh, which is gonna take a long time to repair. And, you know, as I mentioned in the letter to Mr. Biden, um, my open letter to Mr. Biden, um, you know, it's it's business that's gonna pull us out of this, this uh, um, situation created by the pandemic. Um, so I certainly hope that the, whichever administration it is that, uh, that we are taking office in uh, January, Heeds this advice and really lets uh, lets business um, do their thing, as it were, to um, to help the economy out of the, the situation. Uh, the virus, uh, as we all know, we've been reading, um, is just getting worse. It's 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 not getting better in the United States. It's just out of control now. But that's the bad news. The good news is we have a um, uh, we have a vaccine. We actually have two vaccines. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, I mean, that are that are actually already already there, just now seeking the final approval and so forth. And um, Dr. Fauci is, you know, in his comments and his observations and his opinion, um, <clears throat> most people, I believe he said, will be should be vaccinated by April, May, June. So uh, that's extremely good news. But I don't think much is going to happen in the economy, economic recovery, until you know closer to when people. Uh, are getting vaccinated and can really, you know, really feel comfortable that things are, are finally turning around. Um, but you know, you got people out of out of work, um, permanently out of work in many cases. Um, so those are very systemic, uh, long-term problems that are going to take uh, take a long time to fix. So as always, you know, how how should we invest? Well, and as I've been saying, uh, we're not trying to be market timers. Um, the market is very very overvalued uh, as of last Friday. Uh, the Standard & Poor's was at a PD ratio on a historical basis of 36.13, 36.13. If you look at the charts that I have in the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report um, newsletter, um, you will see that, that the, you know, the, these valuations are historically extremely, extremely high. Um, when they get to these levels uh, through reversion to the mean and other factors, um, the market's do correct back down. Now, I can't tell you when that's going to happen. Overvalued markets can stay overvalued for very, very long periods of time. But but the market's overvalued. The economic, <coughs> excuse me, the economic situation is um, is bad um, and not really showing any great improvement. Uh, and the, uh, the virus is still raging out of control. So uh, be wary of a market like this. In any event, um, you know, so don't jump, jump into the market in a big way. But if you have an investment program, you know, stay the course, um, just, you know, keep investing little, little bits at a time um, in a regular investment program. If you don't have one, start one, as I say every week, as I've been saying for every week for, for a long time now, especially for young people, if you don't have an investment program, start because even today's overvalued market will look uh, cheap uh, if you're looking out, if you're looking back 20 or 30 years from now, you're looking back to today. Well, that's it, folks, for this Thursday. Um, hang tight. Uh, next week, actually, next week is Thanksgiving week. We'll still do a, a, a podcast, but it should be a, hopefully a quiet week. Um, so be safe, be healthy, and we will talk to you uh, next week. Goodbye for now.